Good morning, guys. Yeah, it's just an amazing privilege to to share and just to stand here and, and just be a vessel. And hopefully that's what I could be this morning, a vessel of just what the Holy Spirit just want to share to us, what he placed on my heart. And before I start sharing of what to do, there's something that I was reminded about while we was worshiping in the words that came. Uh, is that we need to make, and it was said, but we need, and I was going to reiterate it, we need to make a deliberate choice if you hear something like that. Because our heart, always our default, is actually always the different, the opposite of what the Lord speaks. So we need to make deliberate choices to open up our hearts with that word regarding the well that's open in the dry places. If you're not going to open it from your side, God wants to do it, the Holy Spirit wants to do it. But He won't force you into your life to do it. You need to open up and react. And I think, yeah, just from the side, I just want to start with that and say, be open, be open to what you hear, and whenever God speaks, to, 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 to move away from your default and just go and, and react to what He says and be obedient to what God says. Okay. So thanks very much. I just want to uh, get a, the timeline right as well. So I just want to get us here that I get to that. Uh, okay. So it's amazing. So, uh, Elmer, you can put up that, that first picture, please. Okay. So, I don't know if anybody of you like that, what you see. This is a picture. This is coffee. Okay. Now, now coffee in the world currently, and it was something I was blown away when I heard it, is that Coffee is the non-alcoholic drink that's, that's the most used, the most consumed in the world currently. So it's just amazing. thought that I've saw and something that I've saw, that it's, it's amazing. I thought it would be water, it could be Coke, whatever it be, but it's coffee. And I know it's, it's unfortunate some of the guys, like the guy that's handling the, 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 the screen for me today, he don't like coffee at all, but sorry for you, eh? <laughs> yeah, we'll pray for him. So what I want to talk about, I think on a, of my theme that I wanted, to, what I've actually labeled it, was this coffee with a purpose, and it's the key to a healthy church. I think that's what, that's my heart I want to share, and hopefully we can get to that. So if you look at Josh Jen over the, over the last year, since John, see, Josh Jen started in, in 1999, one of the significant ways of the, how the DNA, how the values of Josh Jen was almost created and was settled and was formed into people's hearts. Uh, and was bold on, wasn't it? Not somebody like me standing in the pulpit here and trying to, to tell you stuff. It wasn't through just the elders being who they are, etc., and just trying to be faithful who they are. The biggest thing, the biggest contributor to, to being the DNA, to create the DNA, to build the DNA in Josh Jin from 1999, which is now 25 years back, was the one on one coffees. The one-on-one meetings that people had with each other, that one-on-one meetings to, to, to show a guy, to show a vessel or a Richard, but like, you're important. I want to have some coffee, coffee with you. And that's, if you look at that, so, so every member of Just Jen at that point in time, and you see it's still at a moment, and hopefully we never lose that, but every member of Just Jen, as they came in, they started using this thing of, they, they started meeting with people, one-on-one meetings, having a coffee, it can be a meal, if I talk about coffee now, it could just as well be a meal. It could be anything else. But spending time with people, getting to know people. And that's how you build that DNA. That's how you build the values. It's not by just saying stuff. I need to do it. Because you can say a lot of things. If you don't do it, it means nothing. So a lot of loving, correcting, encouraging, and rebuking happened in that way, by way of a coffee. And all of those things need to happen. It can't just be encouraging. 
I think that's one of the most important things. But sometimes we need to rebuke somebody. Sometimes we need to correct somebody. Uh, yeah, so, and, and yeah, as I said, coffee is not a prerequisite to do it. We can use anything else. I think the important thing is to get and to get out of that comfort zone, I almost want to say, and, and get to have coffee with people. Make that time. You don't need to make it long. You can have half an hour meetings with a guy and having coffee and have a decent conversation and guiding people. Okay, so end of the day, not having coffee for the sake of coffee, but we need to have coffee to ask the right questions as well. I think that's a very important thing. It's only the help I'm just sitting around and I've got coffee of Steve, for instance, and I'm just chatting about rugby. That's also important. Or cycling or whatever it be, that's one of his passions. But I need to be able and bold enough to ask the right questions as well. So, so why? I think the first question we need to ask is why do we need to... Do I have this coffee? And maybe other word for the coffee. Let's make it another word. It's disciple. Why do I need to have that coffee? Why do I need to disciple somebody? The people around us. And I want to first scripture, Omar, you can put on Matthew 28, 18 to 20 for us, please. So directly coming from Jesus, just before he, he actually ascended to heaven, he said, then Jesus came to him and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the end of the age. So what's the first why? The first why is because God said it, because Jesus said it, His command. If I'm not doing this, I'm, I'm disobedient. I'm, I'm not obedient to what He says. And I think a lot of us, and I look at myself as well, uh, I think I could be a lot more obedient than this, but we can get to that later. Do I need to be obedient to make time, spend time with people, discipling people, over coffee, over a meal, whatever it may be, but I need to be obedient to that. The second one, uh, crucially important, is with discipleship or with the coffee, whatever you want to call it, it equips us to be faithful uh, for faithfulness, and it equips us also for works of service. So uh, can you, maybe Ephesians 4, 12, 13. Great, doing well there at the back, huh? So it says to prepare, and this is part of the 412 movement that we're part of as well, is the scripture, which says to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of fullness in Christ. Second reason why we need to do this, be the disciple people, why we need to have the coffees, so we can coach people, that can teach people, that we can help people. We're not just there and, and, and it's not that, that just to get conversions. We just need to get people that they get to know Jesus. We need to step that work further and walk that road with that person so that he can get to fullness in Christ Jesus. Because sometimes we feel that if we do this, we are, if we get to know Jesus, we're in our own race. We're not in our own race. When we, when, when we accept Jesus, we're in a race with everyone else that's sitting here. We're all in the same race. And what do we need to do? I'm not here to, to beat Rudy. I, I will never do it if he's running. But, but I'm not here to beat him. I'm not in a race with Rudy. Or if I need to I'll play volleyball or something, I won't be able to, to catch up with Jock or Hugo because these guys are just too tall. But we're in the same race. So we need to encourage each other to run that same race and help each other to run that race as best as possible. And that's why we have the disciples sessions. That's why, that, that's why we have the coffee sessions. Okay, number three, uh, 
Discipleship also unites us with fellow believers. And if you can, Acts 2, 44 to 47. And if you look at this, looking and you remember a bit of Josh Jen, if you know a bit of Josh Jen, you'll see this is not a core value. This is what we're living on. So it says, all the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So that's, your third, that's the third reason. You see why? Uh, is, uh, the body of Christ doesn't exist for each other. We just don't exist for what we do today. It's not just about a Sunday. And a lot of people can't get past it, but it's not just about a Sunday. It's about what, how, how do I connect Sunday and even a Wednesday. That's also good. A Wednesday, you're a little bit better. But what about the, the Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? And we don't, if you don't say connect, we don't say connect for two to three hours. You can do intentional connecting with an half an hour, an hour, and people can be in and out. I can say to Ian and Naomi, I can, I'll, I'll get, come to dinner tonight, but I know they've had a busy week. So I said, then it will be ready at 7, 8 o'clock we can leave. And in that time that I'm doing that, from 7 to 8, I can actually, I can eat with them, I can, I can connect with them, I can hear a hard story of them, and I can pray for them. An hour, you don't need more, but you can even, the two hours and three hours can also work. I love that, but you, you don't need it. Okay. okay, and then the last, the, the fourth, there's not a lot more, but I just wanted the fourth one, why, why we need to disciple is increases our faith. And so the opposite stands strong against the attacks from Satan. Uh, James 4, verse 7. Thank you, Alma. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. If we disciple somebody, end of the day, that person gets stronger and they'll be able to grow in faith and end of the day to resist the devil. And we can do it together as well. We sit in one race. We're not against each other. We can help each other if we struggle. Okay. So this is just four reasons why. So I just want to now, uh, you can put that coffee picture up again there, uh, if you can be reminded of that. So now I want to just go through a few principles. I want to list a few principles. Some of them I'll act a bit more on, some I'll say not, not a lot, but uh, it's a few principles that I thought that's regarding uh, discipleship principles, coffee principles, meal principles, what do you want to call it. So the first one uh, is to make time to get to know people, to listen to their stories, to know where they're coming from. Uh, over that meal. So I can go and sit with, uh, where else? Uh, Matthew. Just, I'm just checking around where you But I can go and I just come to Matthew, tell me a bit about yourself. Tell me a bit about what did you experience? Where did you grow up? When did you meet the Lord? And start asking questions, get to know people. Because the more you know about somebody, you, the better you understand where he's coming from, why he's maybe acting the way you do, and where can you help him in your discipleship journey. I think that's the first one. So, and by the building that as well, by him seeing that I'm interested in his story, he'll start opening up and say, but Andre's interested in me. He's just not yet to, to gate crash and now I want to rebuke me. He really wants to know a bit more about myself. So this is the first one. Second one is to be courageous. Because sometimes uh, when we do this, when we have these coffees, uh, when we need to disciple people, it's maybe not always easy because sometimes we need to address something. Uh, and sometimes to address something, it's not always easy. So the second one is that it takes courage sometimes to, to make that appointment because I don't know how, uh, 
uh, this guy's going to react. So I was making a point with Nelius. I don't know, and I want to rebuke him about something. I don't know how he's going to react. So I'll be scared to make that appointment because I don't know what his reaction is going to be. Uh, as soft as a person as he is, I'll still be scared because I don't know how he's going to take it. But so that's the second one. We need to be courageous when we make that. Don't shy away because I think I'm not a person that can make coffee or that can talk to somebody. Each one of us, as, the, 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 as I said, the, the Jesus said, go and make disciples. It's for each one of us. It's not just for me, not just for Anne's or for whoever else. It's for each one of us makes it do it. And we need to be faithful in that. And just maybe something to share out of this. It's a story of a friend of mine. Uh, like, I think it's like 37 years ago. Uh, this friend of mine was at a place in his life where he just said, I don't want to go further. He was at a good business. Business was running well. Uh, and it's not well, sorry, it wasn't running well. Opposite, his business had the hectic, it was, it was hectic. So he had a lot of trouble, that created marriage trouble, all of that happened. Fifteen years prior to that, he actually got to know Jesus. He, was, he accepted Jesus. And then by a, it was a run at Bonka Crusade that he, that he attended in, Dur- I think it's in Durban, doesn't matter where. But he attended the run at Bonka, run at Bonka uh, outreach, accepted Jesus Christ as Savior problem, there was nobody in that next 15 years that discipled him. Nobody that walked with him, that had a coffee with him and say, whatever his name be, they said that that coffee, you go. Just, in this case, it's not you. But just to say, that, he said, but for that period of time, that never in that 15 years, nobody went to walk with him, had a coffee with him and tried to, go, to guide him. Because it's easy, you accept Jesus Christ the Savior and then there's nothing else. If nobody guides you any further, it's a difficult road. And what happened in that 15 years, he all the more further away, further away, further away. At that point in time, he was like 34 years old at that point in time. He was thinking, I'm going to commit suicide. I'm going to just go, this is the end. This is, and this is a real story. This is not a real life thing. He said, this is the end. I've had enough. And a friend of him at that point in time actually came past his business and stopped there. He said, I need to chat to you. Sorry if I get a bit emotional, but I need to talk to you today. Because there's something in your life that, that you need to help with. That was literally almost, I can't say how long, it could be a day, it could be two days before he wanted to make the end of his life, to go to work because everything itself. And I said to him, I need to talk to you. You need to get back to Jesus. And that same person, plus a lot of other guys after that, had started making, discipling this guy. Uh, and helping him through the process. And, and that beauty of that, to end the story, to make that story short, now, currently, as we stand standing now, for the last 13 years, that same person, that same guy that was on his way to commit suicide, and marriage was broken, uh, that same guy, now, is actually a mentor for how many young people and other people. You can call it on just more than what two hands. I think it's probably 10, 15, 20, 30 people that he, young guys, that he started discipling. Because one guy was faithful. One guy was faithful to stop. And he didn't know what a reaction would have been from that guy if he came there. So let us be faithful in that, in, that, in that thing. So that's the second one. Be courageous. I think the next one, the next important one is, it's not always about rebuking. It's not always about correcting. It's always about encouraging as well. I think that's the one probably the most that we need to do. And we shy away because you don't know, uh, John don't need the encouragement. I don't need it. It's okay. He's going well, running well. Go well in his business, etc., etc., as example now. I don't need to go to encourage him, but we need to encourage each other. We're running the same race. Encourage each other. Does it, if, don't, if you feel that guy need it or not, 
ask the Lord for encouragement for somebody today, every day. If it's my way of WhatsApp, just send a guy encouragement. So that's just the third point. The fourth one, I think it's important also to check our notes. But do I want to have this, this, this chat with uh, Jock, for instance, because it's something that's actually hindering myself, my own personality, my old self that haven't died. It's something that's, that's actually bothering me now when I have a chat with him. He needs to change because it's, it's something in me. Uh, that's what we sometimes do. We, we, we have, I've just seen in my own life, and I think you, some of you can, 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 can budge for that, but we sometimes say we've, we've, we've actually died in Christ, but if you look at how we react, boy, yeah, let's, let's leave it there. So to check your own heart before that, so I must make sure that when I want to speak to Job, that is, that, is, that is something that's really there, and it's something that can help him, not that something that can help me. I think that's the important thing. Okay, number five. I think that there's another one in our life we need to do this, and that's to pray first. If I want to have a chat with somebody, I first pray and ask the Lord, do I really need to see the guy now? Is it really something I need to chat him about? Or is it something that can maybe wait? Is it something that's my agenda, or is it maybe God's agenda for this person? So pray first. Don't just run into that. And I know some of us are so excited, we just want to do it. And I'm an example of that. I'm excited, you know, I'm excited to go. So I would run and I want to do it. But I need to check myself a lot of the times. To first pray and see, is it really that I need to speak to Robert about something? Is it really so? Or is it because it's my own desire to do it? Okay. Next one, the right venue. I think it's important to get the right place as well to do that. Because you can't go. Coffee shop is always great. And, and, and not a coffee shop in the Netherlands. Uh, I don't know if you know that one, but... Don't, if you're in the Netherlands, go and, and say to people you want to go to a coffee shop, don't do it. Eh? Don't take them. They'll, they'll look at big guys. Because a coffee shop in the Netherlands is a, is a, is a, is a uh, drugstore, basically, where you, where you go and have dacha and those type of things. That's a coffee shop in the Netherlands. So there you go to a place that serves coffee or a restaurant, but, but don't say coffee shop. We did it. It was like a, it was like a, like a, like a, yeah. So this, this guy's just, you must have seen this guy's in the Netherlands. When we said, can we take you to a coffee shop? I was just going like this. You know, don't know what a coffee shop in the Netherlands is. Eh? Yeah, so choose the right venue. If you know it's something urgent and, and private that you need to chat to the person about, go and do it at a place where it's more privacy. It's a normal general one of encouragement or whatever. Have that coffee or at a coffee shop and do that. But make sure that you choose the right venue. Next one, I think, is sometimes we want to, so excited to, to just to disciple this guy now. We just want to take 10 things and throw it on him. That's the other thing we do wrong. Take one thing at a time and disciple that. And that's, I think that's, that's the principle of our lives as well. That we need to, even if we make New Year's resolutions, a lot of us do New Year's resolutions, and it's 10, 20 of these things. I want to do all of this in 2024. Take one and do it good and well, and then you start with your next one. But it's the same here. Take one topic and address one thing with that person. And next week you can do a second one. But make sure that you don't rush with a lot of stuff. Next one, and we're we actually going well here, is to build a breach of trust. You can't just talk in and speak into somebody's life if there's no breach of trust. So you can, and there's always this example that somebody said, you cannot, take a, a, you cannot drive a 10-ton truck over a one-ton bridge. So I, if I know this person is, is not strong enough in this area, and then I want to come with something heavy on him, I'm going to destroy him. It's not the right way, the right place to do it. So make sure, that's why number one and all the others I said is important. Make sure that you know the person and know what you can share at this point in time. 
because uh, that's crucial. Otherwise, if you do that 10 contact with that one time, it's going to be accident, a huge accident. Uh, so don't, yeah, so it's, I think it's, that's important. Uh, next one, uh, we need to speak the truth in love. I think that's, that's an important thing to do, speak the truth in love. Uh, we can get, sometimes get so excited and we want to because you know this is sin. I want to call sin on sin and I don't want to do it in love. Do it in love. And I always use the, and there's somebody that said it, uh, I don't know where, but I've read it. He said, truth without love is brutality. But love without truth is sentimentality. Truth without love is brutality. But love without truth is sentimentality. So I think I always think of when I do it, this, this, I think of the, of the picture of a hamburger. And that's a hamburger where you've got the two buns and a patty. So you'll start, when you start discipling somebody, you're having that coffee, you start with encouragement. And after encouragement, then you say, okay, let's touch this point, this one point. Not everything. There's only one patty on it. So you touch one thing and, and treat that, handle that with that person. And then you come back after that and encourage again. So that's like this sort of picture of a hamburger when you do that when you're discipling people. Okay, and then important thing as well, uh, if we disciple, we need to make, if we disciple because we care for that person. So we make, if the sin, we need to call sin what sin is. You can do it in a nice way. You don't go around the bush and, 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 and try to hide it and say, but I can't, yet, yet, call it what it is and then handle it. Because that's the important thing. We need to call sin what it is. Don't dumb it down. Uh, for the sake of that you're scared that you could probably hurt that person or whatever it may be. Because we want to help that person and lead him to repentance. And I'm not going to read it, but you'll remember, probably I've read this story of, of, of um, David after Bathsheba, when Nathan came to him, the prophet, and he rebuked him. So he called sin what it is. We need to do it. We can't just leave, ignore sin. And there's an example now, actually, in the USA that, that, that Andrew was dealing with when he shared with us last weekend, uh, where I wanted to cover sin in a congregation. And the Lord said, you can't cover sin in the congregation. So that's, the, that's an important thing. Okay, there's just a few points left. So the next one is to point them forward. So after if you've had that discussion with that person, what's the next thing that's important? Is to try to help them. How do we guide you forward from here? We've, we've, we've chatted about this correction. We've did a bit of the uh, discipleship here. We've had a coffee. How do I take you forward to the next step? Uh, this, this was a sin issue. It was that one that maybe how do we help you to get forward? to get over that and move forward and grow. I think that's important, the next one. Then I think it's also important to get some feedback. Uh, because sometimes we just go in with a story, and I want to share this uh, with Ryan, where it may be. And end of the day, Ryan hears something totally different from what I'm saying. And now the, his perception is totally different than what actually my heart was. So make sure when you get feedback, ask the person, what did you hear me say to you? What did you hear that was from my heart that I wanted to share with you? And make sure that he understands it correctly. And then take it from there. So I think that but sometimes confusion can come in and the enemy will do it. The devil will come and he will use the situations to create confusion because we want you to lose a brother or a sister. Okay, just the last one there, uh, just going to quickly touch on and that's follow-up. Uh, if you look at, and I want to use a, a physical example, if, if, if you've got a surgeon in the world, a guy that's a heart surgeon, and he comes and he's doing heart surgery on a person, do you think that heart surgeon will now done the surgery, take up his stuff, get on a plane, and he's going now for three weeks on a holiday, or six months to a holiday to Australia, wherever? Do you think that surgeon will do that? So that's the same in our situation. 
You can't, likewise, you can't be involved in somebody's life and try to disciple somebody. And then after your disciplement, after you've done that, you suddenly run away. You've done heart surgery, now you've done spiritual heart surgery, and now you run away. So that's the, the last point. Follow up with what you do. I think it's important to build that, and that strengthen the relationship by building it, just building it and building it. Okay. Uh, so that's uh, there's, there's 13 points. Hopefully that can help you. Uh, I just want to end with two stories. But before that, can you maybe just put up Proverbs 27, 17 for me, please? Uh, it says, I, as, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Exactly what we talk about discipleship, about the coffee sessions, the, the lunches, the dinners, whatever it may be. Uh, iron sharpens iron. So that's why that's the importance that we need to do. We need to disciple each other. If we're not faithful in discipling each other, what will happen to the world around us? So I just want to end with two short stories. So it's a long way back. Uh, I think a lot of you weren't born in that point in time. So in, in 1978, a few young men, and I think, yeah, I think about two-thirds of, this, of the whole year probably wasn't born at that point in time. But in 1978, when I got to know Jesus, there was a few young men. A few young men that actually had, one, actually had a camp. There was a few young men that reached out, they took, they sacrificed their time, they took out that weekend to go and disciple a lot of young men, and, and that weekend, while they were there, I got to know Jesus. If they weren't faithful, and they didn't make that appointment and be there, sacrifice that weekend, and to spend some time with young school guys, I was like, uh, I think I was grade six or seven, seven at that point in time, around about there, but they didn't say, this is young guys, oh, they can't mean anything to us, so why would you spend that time? Where could I have been? Where could I have been? So that's the one thing. My second story, and this is a Sunday school teacher, and, and some good things also happen sometimes in, in other churches. What a Dutch Reformed church where I grew up. And said, and I want to mention his name. His name is Tini Farens, but he already passed away. But at that point in time, I was like 13, 14 years old. He was in the Sunday school class, discipling us. And I can still remember that. It's the softness but gentleness, but the truth that he discipled us with. And that helped me. Uh, so maybe at the end of, uh, I want to ask you a question. Are you faithful having that coffee? Are you faithful in having that discipleship session, that meal, whatever it may be? I think there's so much options to do. Uh, even when you don't feel like this. Maybe you don't feel like it, but we need to make deliberate choices to do it. Because we don't know, going back to my friend that I said earlier, that, that 37 years ago, when somebody stopped the business. If that guy said, but I didn't feel like that doing it, day, where would that person end? So my question just to you is, that even if you don't feel like it, make that appointment, have that coffee. Uh, you don't need to go big if it's, if, if, if it's dinner or eat stuff that you do. Just be faithful in what you do. I think that's the important thing that I want to share. So I want to encourage you. Uh, to have that faithful, have that faithful, have that appointment, have that coffee session, have that, if it's cool drink, if it's whatever it may be, but have that sessions. Don't shy away and say, I'm too busy. Don't shy away, I'm tired. Don't shy away and say, but yeah, no, it's somebody else that can do it better than me. Don't use that excuses. Because, again, if you want to go back to Jesus, it's his command. And if Jesus backed out just before that, when he went to the cross, because he said to the Father, I don't really feel like going to the cross now. If you can change it, change it. That's what he said. The Father didn't do it. If he did it, 
what would be the consequence. So my question to you is just, just so I want to encourage you guys. It's just an encouragement word this, this, of this, this morning. It's just to say, make that sessions. Don't get tired if somebody else asks you a question you want for coffee. I think some of you guys may get tired if I ask you, because I ask you all the time. Uh, but, but don't. Don't get tired. Make, make that deliberate choices. I want to have some coffee with somebody. And if somebody wants to meet with you and you're tired, just get past your tiredness and go. Don't have excuses. So, yeah, just wanna, yeah, thank you. Just, uh, oh Lord Jesus, we just want to thank you for the opportunity that we could share. And thank you that, that you want, we just want to ask you to help us, Lord, to be faithful. Faithful disciples. Faithful guys that are having coffee and meals and stuff with people. So that we can see how the body around us can just grow and grow and grow and grow more into the fullness of, of the bride of Christ that we are. Thank you, Lord. We glorify your name. Amen.